This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein with uh, Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. It is the last day of November and 2023 is rapidly coming up. So we uh, we know you've got lots of stuff going on, especially for the first of the year and the holidays and lights and all that stuff. Join the conversation with us this morning. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm pretty good. It got a little windy yesterday. It did, didn't it? <laughs> God, man. Well, Woo! Hey, you know what? The uh, And the wind we're having today is a blessing because... Uh, it's drying everything e- even out. Though, <laughs> even though we need the rain. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the wind will help us uh, dry this... Uh, Dry the mud up quickly. That's right. Spoken like a man who pours foundation. Pours foundation. <laughs> right. Well, you know, uh, all those leaves I raked up before uh, oh, man. Uh, over they're the holiday, crazy. man, they're back. Right. They, they are crazy. I was, I right was like, where they were. Right where they were. I was like, well, okay, that was a good exercise. Well, yesterday and last night was a just an ugly weather day for Mississippi and the rest of the South. Sure. I don't know if you've seen the news, but there was some big damage. And whenever that's going on, uh, we like to mention here on the show about um, okay, folks, there's damage. And we know you've got damage out there. And people will start uh, contacting you. Mm -hmm. And you're going to start looking for people to contact. Everything from insurance to contractors. What we wanted to talk about, really, is those contractors. Um... As you're looking for a contractor right now, remember on days after a storm hits, everybody and his left brother is calling contractors and insurance agents and everything else. The phones are ringing off the hook this morning. So, you you know, um, let me take my contractor hat off for a minute and just be a regular, regular homeowner. Okay. Tree, a tree hits my house. Uh-huh. Uh, it's devastating. The the as long as no one's hurt, right. you know, we're running around. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right. Let, let's hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Right. That is the worst mistake that you can that you can make. Don't hurry be up. in a hurry. That's right. Now get the tree off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Call a tree person. Don't try to do it yourself, right. unless that's what you do for a living. Right. Um, but get the tree off and protect your asset uh-huh. and then take a breather okay call some contractors call your insurance company but slow it down mm-hmm. okay yeah, that's and, a, that's good and, to know because i i think i've been in this situation and just you freak out you do. Like my, there's you, a hole in my house there's a hole in my house i've got to have it i've got to have it fixed 25 minutes ago right well <laughs> right. what happens when you get that fixed 25 minutes ago Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it may not be what you want. Right. So. This is not HGTV. <laughs> yeah. Slow <laughs> take down. A get it right. And unfortunately, I, I've been in the insurance business for 20 plus years. And again, I'm not beating up on insurance. They've done it to themselves. I, I don't know of any industry that is any slower settling a claim. Wow. Serious. Oh, yeah. Than homeownership. 
claims, home, uh, yeah. homeowner yeah, claims. Home yes. Claim. Yes. Yeah. And of course, that's all I know as far as the insurance world. Well, have you but, ever had a car accident? It's like uh, 30 in, minutes to get a check if you, you know. It, well, in fact, someone backed into my wife's car. Um, and the insurance company's excuse, and this has been a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. car is car's drivable, mm-hmm. but it's still it's a brand new car, and it's mm-hmm. got you know about five thousand dollars worth of damage to the back quarter panel, and um, the the insurance excuse is that they can't get a hold of the other driver. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of lame. It's kind of lame, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? We I'm had... dealing with the same thing. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody. I'm sitting at a light. Yep. And all of a sudden, a red light. And they went plowed oh, yeah. right in the back of me, and I'm still waiting. Oh, no. Oh, that's and not that the was... little inspector like a girl car, is yes, it? Yes, it is. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, it oh, is. No. And it was a very large SUV. Yeah. yeah. Let, uh, uh, for those that don't that know, <laughs> Pam runs around in a little yellow inspector like a girl. Is it a Mini Cooper? It's a Mini Cooper. Okay. Right. And, and again, now, I'm not beating up on insurance. The insurance industry has the same challenges the building right. industry has, the home inspection industry has, and the radio mm-hmm. industry. We, we're all looking for labor. Right. So. That's true. Well, in speaking of that, I did get an email that came in that has that is everything about what we're talking about. Had a tree fall in my backyard. It took out my fence and the neighbor's greenhouse. Okay. Ouch. Uh, insurance agreed to grind the stump, cut the tree off the fence, and repair the fence. The neighbor's greenhouse was his problem. That's right. And the 40 inches of tree or the 40 feet of tree between the stump and the fence hadn't caused any damage. So it was my problem. Yes. Is what he said. Chop and drop. He said, we changed carriers. Uh, Insurance carriers. There there was no need to do that because if you read your policy, Mm -hmm. chances are, first of all, understand what insurance is insuring. Okay. Insurance is not insuring that land. Right. So there's no basis for them to pay to to get rid of that tree. I'm surprised they they ground the stump. Really? Now, the the issue was get the tree off of the off of the fence. Right. Repair the fence if the fence belongs to that homeowner. Mm-hmm. If the fence belongs to the neighbor, uh, then it is the neighbor's responsibility to call their insurance company because your insurance company do, did not insure your neighbor's property. It could not make a homeowner more frustrated That's right. than somebody else's damage. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Messing up my home, and oh, then you, I have to pay for it. Years ago, we, we had a huge oak tree hit hit one of our rental houses, and I, this was this was upwards of a, of hundred fifty hundred sixty thousand dollar claim. It was a large mm-hmm. claim that uh, the next door neighbor's tree fell on the house. Well, the next door neighbor's insurance did not insure my my rental house. I did, right? So obviously, my insurance company had to take care of my asset. Right. Wow. That's that's that's. Not great. Okay. Well, I started this by saying we had we had some awful storms come through last night. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is that if people are coming to you, this is the time to check creds. Okay. One thing you want to do if you're looking at any contractors right now, you want to uh, check them out on MSBOC. 
Mississippi.us. That's the Mississippi State Board of Contractors. If they are from Mississippi and they're licensed and they're here and they're in good standing, they're going to be in that list. So what is another thing between the two of you when someone comes to your door and says, we do uh, roof fixing or we fix siding or we fix whatever else is on your house that is broke and we'd like to offer you our services, what credentials might I ask that person for at the door that I can be sure that I'm talking to someone that is uh, that at least has the proper credentials? To do this, uh, the first thing I'm going to ask for is your insurance certificate. Mm-hmm. Insurance certificate. Yeah. What now? Now, for those of us who don't look at those all day long, what does that look like? Well, and, and, well, and and I don't want the one that's on the dashboard. I want the one that the insurance company, your insurance company, emails to me. I don't. I don't want you handing me a, a piece of paper. Really? No. Okay. Okay. No. That's How do good I verify info. that? That's right. That's right. So, so of course, yes. I want to. I want to. I want to make sure that you do have general liability. Uh-huh. I want to make sure that you have workman's comp. Okay, so those are the insurances that I'm looking for. A- absolutely. Let's just let's play a game here for a second. Okay. You hire a contractor, uh, doing a great job, very nice person, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. You love everything about it. And um, all of a sudden, they... Let's say they build a little fire to keep their hands warm. Right. Well, the little fire gets out of control, burns my house down. Right. I want that individual to have insurance. Yep. Now, although I have insurance, uh-huh. I, I want to use that the, individual's yeah. insurance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Their insurance uh, needs to pay for the damage uh, that they did. The the there's another scary scenario here. They're they're on the roof cleaning out your gutters. Or or they're Falling on the, off. Or or they're on the roof looking at your shingles and they slip and fall. Break break something, right? You know, I I, I want them. Since it happened on my property, mm-hmm. I want to be able to call their insurance company. Now, let me ask you: Sometimes uh, a contractor will come to your home, and let's say you're getting a new roof because of like a storm last night, sure, right? Uh, well, uh, that contractor may bring four other people onto the job. Do you need to ask for their stuff? Um, not necessarily. I, I'm, I'm going to deal with the, with the general contractor. Okay. Or I'm going to deal with the roofer. Right. That's who I'm cutting my check to. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to get in, in the detail of verifying the people that they bring on that right. job site. Right. Well, let, let me ask you this. Okay. So now I've verified that you're, you're legally allowed by the state of Mississippi to come here and help me fix my house. Okay? Yes. Well, we haven't you, asked for license okay, yet. Well, all there, we've it, asked for is right. insurance. That's what right. I was going towards. Uh-huh. So, all right. So now I know that, that someone said that you can and you, and you, and you paid your dues for your insurance. Mm-hmm. How do I know you can do it? You're telling me you can do how do I, how do I, in other words, let's go to certifications. How do I know that? Okay. So you're coming, you're going to replace a roof. How do I know you've ever replaced a roof right. before? Yeah. Well, there should be some licensure involved in that. And then, you know, good old Google. Do I need, well, do, I need, <laughs> well, do I need to look, is there, is there something because, you know, you can look on the van that pulls up and it says certified bonding and insurance. Sure. Insure. So, but how do I know? Right. Do your research. But, yep. Do is there something that a contractor might carry that can show me that? I not we don't necessarily carry anything with us. Mm-hmm. A, again, I'm going to check with Mississippi Board of Contractors. Right? Uh, are, are are is that company licensed? 
Mm-hmm. Are they in good standings? Okay, so that remember again is M S B O C dot U S M S B O C dot U S. That's the Mississippi State Board of Contractors. If someone comes to your home and wants to help you out, uh, that's a great thing. I'm glad there's people out there that can help you. However, uh, you need to check all of. All of the creds on that person. And remember, if one person came to your door, many people would be interested in fixing that. You might want to get three quotes. That, that really is the way to go. If you can. If you can. And, and, and again, I, I opened this statement up with slow mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you're going to have to get, I mean, insurance adjuster – and they're going to be backed right. up. That's and right. then, you know, just if you can protect your assets and then start doing your research. Mm-hmm. And it's I understand that it's stressful, but it's more stressful if a bad person, if somebody who's incompetent <laughs> does it. Well, that You talk about stress. That's right. Because right. I get those phone calls all the time. Uh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's do. where the inspector shows up is when someone's well, done it wrong. Well, the adjuster needs to come in and assess the damage. And then you have to, and Jeff knows this, we're working on a project now that we've been, I mean, it's almost a year at this yeah. point trying to get the insurance to. That, right. That's right. That's and right. So, and, and, we, and we still haven't settled it. And we still haven't settled. We have not settled this claim. Yeah. But it's catastrophic. Right. I mean, that was a pretty enormous situation. Yeah. So you just have to be – I think you just have to be patient okay. with um, whenever it happens. You do. You don't want to get in a situation, and I end up with these phone calls all the time. We had an insurance claim. We had a guy say he could do it. And then I we go in. We paid him. We paid and him. Now and now we're having up. all – What know, do we do? Yeah. We've got all these problems, and I'm like, well, at this point, you're going to have to pay somebody else to fix it. That's right. right. Yeah, because insurance is done. Yeah. Man, yep. that's unfortunate. Uh, All right, folks, we want to hear from you. Let us help with your upcoming December home improvement projects. Also, we've got a few tips to make sure your holiday lights shine all season long and don't burn your house down. If you have any questions, comments, you can just tell us what project you're working on. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Housework. Okay, so uh, we were talking about those contractors that you might see when you come and there's been damage. And we know that we got some damage last night, not just across the state, but around the area. And I know we have listeners in those areas. Before we go to the phone, I did want to uh, do a uh, an email that we got in the, inter- in the meantime. How do you know what type of gutters to install? Plastic, steel, aluminum. I'm a new homeowner and the house that I purchased doesn't have gutters. It's an older home. So how do I know? How do I know what to do? Six inch K style. Okay, that, <laughs> I'll say this: we've we've talked about the gutters on the show before, and the one thing, and a previous host here, Delmore, he was he, he was great. He would talk about gutters, and the first thing he would say every time, no plastic gutters. That's it. He, just, oh, yeah. he said it every I mean, time. What a horrible idea! Well, it's right. too small. It's small. It's they're, cheap. They're four they inches, break, three and a half, four inches. Yeah, they're just they're they just can't too handle small. The water. It's going to cause all this wood rot. It, it, there, 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 there's two types of gutters I would put on my personal house. Okay. I would do half round, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just a style, and it is exactly what it sounds like. It is half of a circle. Right. And then there is another gutter that is probably the most popular mm-hmm. is your 
six inch K style. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you, you say K style, what does that mean? That that's just the uh, they 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 stretched that verbiage a little bit trying to make a K out of that gutter. Oh, but I it, got you. It's if similar. You look at the profile. If you if you I don't know if you kind of stand back far enough and got enough imagination, it, <laughs> it could look like the letter K. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, but it it is by far the most popular gutter. It would be contour. And so my question would be, um, do you need gutters? Well, and it says it's, it's an, an older, older home. Help. And I mean, I'm thinking if it's if especially if it's um if it's uh, if it's an older home, it yeah might not be foundation, might well, be on a conventional and you got to be so careful with gutters around here, folks, because if you take an old house that um, and you throw a gutter up there, you've changed the drainage around that house, mm-hmm. and that foundation's going to go what because the ground now is not going to dry and drain <coughs> the way it used to, right. And so, you know, you, you've taken something significant and changed it. And if you do that, you might buy yourself a foundation problem. <laughs> okay. So wow. be very, you know, very that, careful. That is a good point. I haven't thought about that. I tell folks all they like. That, that is a good point. You know, especially these, these Yankees, you know, they move in and they you gotta all. you got to stop saying that. You know, we I have know, listeners there. I, all these northerners move down here. She said it lo- lovingly, though. I know. I love them. Listen, come on down here. The weather's so much better. I was talking. Listen, I had Thanksgiving oh, dinner with a gal Yankees. from New York, and she told me about her husband, <laughs> upstate New York, and her husband had a health issue. And he had, was using the blower all the time. Now, we don't have a concept of that. Right. All right. So she said he was the one year after year that would do the blower. Well, then he had a health issue. And um, she was like, honey, or he asked her, he said, honey, do we get, uh, do we need to have a service or do you want to do this? And right. she's like, oh, well, I think I can do that. After the first day, she walked in and said, I think we need a service. And at that point, you couldn't hire anybody because think about it. You get six feet of snow. Right. How are you going to get out of your garage? Right. And if it snows that day, how are you going to get back in your garage? <laughs> it's well, a challenge. So they come down and the, the our climate is totally different. And they want to throw gutters on every single house because up north they got basements. And you better have a gutter. Are you going to have a swimming pool you know, underneath your house? It didn't occur to me. That's a good point. Gutters but you come and down here where we have slabs, mm-hmm. and you throw a gutter on there whenever that house has been sitting on that slab and draining just fine. Right. Then that dirt underneath that house is going to go, you know, something's different. I think I need to move. Right. All right. <laughs> well, we got him on the phone now. Kathleen's been waiting. and You've got an issue about lighting, Kathleen? What's going on? Well... Either the house is haunted in one end of the house, or I was scared to death for absolutely nothing and everything at the same time. Well, then tell me. Besides the the loud noise and the fluttering of light in the trees, I noticed on the corner of the house, right behind the stove and the gas connection and all like that, where my gas tank is, (laughs) that there was lightning coming from the ground up. And I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know it could be handled. I just sit here praying, saying, it. hope it don't come up by that, uh, what do you call it, uh, propane tank. Huh. Wow. I, yeah. The, not something I've I, ever heard of. It uh, was definite. 
And all of a sudden, it looked like somebody's waving, uh, like one of those uh, strobe lights in my little barn. And I looked out there, and the whole barn would light up, and then it would flicker and go off, and then it would flicker over here, and I'm going, oh, my word. I don't know what to call it. Uh, St. Elmo's fire, I don't think it was that. And then I'm looking at all these connections and gas lines and electrical right. input going, I think I'm going to get dressed and go sit in the van. Hmm. Which, is, which I wound up doing because I was afraid that corner of the house was going to go. Wow. I've never experienced that before. Uh, Kathleen, I'm thinking um, a good electrician. Really am. Come out and take a look. Yeah. I mean, I, you know. Can't think of anything else. At least that'll keep you safe. Well, and equipment, anything that, uh, and this gets, you know, I, I went to this conference and we did this whole deal on bonding on old electrical and any type of equipment that you have that is metal should have a bonding clamp on it. And that bonding wire needs to be an eight gauge wire that is going either to ground or to another bonded piece of equipment. So I like Jason's suggestion to get an electrician out there and just double-check everything because lightning, uh, especially when you get out in these rural areas, you don't think about that. Mm -hmm. And we're looking for that all the time in home inspections. We're looking for a bonding clamp on – I don't think we bond – they don't bond condensers, but we bond pool equipment. Right. Um, we bond well, aren't we doing, heaters. Aren't we doing two ground rods now? Yes, six, six feet apart, eight feet apart. There's a. It's a six foot, and six it's, foot. Wow. it's called a step potential. So it takes if it if it doesn't completely take it there, it right. then goes to the next one. Exactly. But older houses and a lot of these in the country might not have that. So right. just double checking that, and you can do some research on. There's some technical things between bonding and grounding, but um, gotcha. you really want to make sure that that stuff, especially if you're having that phenomenon around your property. Right. All right. Uh, let's keep on moving. Diana is on the uh, phone in Ridgeland. You've got a flooring issue. What's going on, Diana? Uh, well, actually, I'm getting flooring put down, laminate flooring. Ah. And I just wanted to know what to look for, making sure that the guys come out and, you know, they're just doing the work properly. Um the, um, the contractor is works with Surpro. If I'm able to, I'm not sure if I should have mentioned that or not. But you should not I have. Just to have what, <laughs> I just can't. but but I will say I don't know what it is that we might be able to tell you. I'll say this: I have been the person uh, who was working on a thing while uh, someone who hired me was watching over my shoulder, and um, that that's a. Uh, that's a little rattling. Uh, are, are you are you doing a um, floating floor or glue down? A glue down. We're removing the carpet and um, putting down the uh, laminate. Okay, and it is glue down. It, I, it is I not a floating. So. It's not a floating floor. I bet it's floating. I, I bet it is. I don't think yeah. they. I don't think you do a glue down on laminate, do you? I think that's only. Yeah, well, that's, see, so many people have so many definitions of laminate. Yeah. Uh, a wood floor is laminate if it's if it's laminated right. like plywood right, and, with right. a veneer on top, a tongue and groove. So, yeah. is this like a tongue and groove? You put it to snap it together. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's going to float. So e- either one, it could be floating or. Or glue down. I think some of the things that 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 I would look for would be would be the obvious. One would be, uh, what does my slab look like once they pull the carpet up? 
Is it level? Does it have any dips, dips in it? Um, kind of look at that. And um, your floor contractor should have a probably a, a six-foot level or something. Ask them to put the level on the floor and just see if you can see any dips. or And, and if it needs floor leveling, then that might be something that you would consider. Before you put it down. Yeah, because now, and that's probably not in the current pricing because no one that I know of can see through that carpet. So you, you might might look at that. I, a, a good a good clean uh, surface where the where your new flooring's going, and make sure there's no um, you know imperfections in the slab. Right, and Diana, don't think that that don't let that scare you. That can simply be. Um, is someone putting a skim coat on? It's not That's necessarily right. anything enormous to fix. It's just something to look at before. It's a yeah. leveling fluid or leveling right. uh, feather yeah, it's, white. It's, it's self-leveling. You pour yeah. it out, and it, right. it finds the low spots. Another thing you want to look for when you're putting in laminate is that they should leave some gaps around the edges. If, if it they is go, a floating, yeah, yes. If they go all the way up against the wall, then you'll have what's called a, a bubble or something in it. It presses too hard. Mm-hmm. And you you feel like you're bouncing down the hall, <laughs> right? So you want to you want to have some levels there, and then another thing I want to be sure is that they've got some type of a jam saw. I w- I want to make sure that they're uh, cutting those jams up on the doors. Oh yeah, so that otherwise the floor not... is going under the jam because if right. you don't, it will look like crap. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, that is uh, wow. I hope that helps, Diane. That is a lot. That uh, helps a lot. <laughs> Okay. okay, and so and uh, is your is your flooring wood or vinyl or? It's concrete. The, the slab. Is the the slab. What you're putting down? Yeah, she's saying that it's on a slab. And listen, I'm gonna disagree with Jason on something. What? You said that you don't like people looking over your shoulder, and you come to do anything at my house. Uh-huh. I'm watching you. Okay. I'm gonna watch okay. every, and I'm gonna ask a lot of questions. <laughs> It drives me nuts. I, well, I don't care. Well, you I know, want you to do a good job. <laughs> you know, and I, and I get that but now, from. But but yeah, but wait. I get we, that from. We me, we can't go to Pam's inspection and ask her nine million questions. Yes, you I'm can. With you. Come on, you come on. <laughs> Reason I've got that when I was sixteen. When I was sixteen, my my car got wrecked, and this was I had a '65 Mustang. I was in love oh, with this car, right? Man, so it got what wrecked. A nice car. So I would go to the 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 place in the day uh the the garage in the day to go look because i had it in a specialty shop to see what they'd done and if you've ever watched someone quote fix a body shop car oh, fix a car in the body shop you're stressful. thinking don't hit it it's messy you're thinking it's terrible well and construction is the same way if you ever see how this stuff is done before it's finished oh it's... It, it looks like they're destroying your home yes but that you know yeah well you know here here's the here's the uh here's the thing that gets uh, you know a lot of a lot of homeowners even if you've built a house a few times um sometimes we have to cut the sheetrock because of something right right sheetrock is scary for people so you you go in there and, and you see some holes cut and you're thinking man this just doesn't look right this really is disturbing <laughs> right right well, and, and and at the end of the day it's really not it's all patched it's, up and pretty and shining right. and yeah that's right 
So you're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always listen back, of course, by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. I was mentioning Jesse on the phone a little bit earlier, and uh, he's got a uh, question about countertops. What's going on, Jesse? That's not a question. It's that you had questions about countertops, doing countertops. Yes. And there's a company called Co- uh, Stone Coat uh, Countertops. Uh-huh. And they, you, you, it's uh, at home, you, you do it. Uh, oh. And... Uh, they, you could find it uh, last night. I went to Google something and it showed right up. Really? I didn't even look for it. It was in the Google list. So it's like a. So it's like a self. Uh huh. And it turns it into rock and it's uh, heat resistant because they use a torch to put it on with. And it's a, it's a DIY project. Is this something a, a homeowner themselves can do? Yes, they sell this stuff in the box stores, they say. And, and if you look it up, uh, Stone Coat. Stone Coat. Uh, okay. Top, and okay. then you make your own. So that, that you can see that, and Pam would enjoy that, I believe. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. What he's speaking of is uh, is is a way to refinish your countertops. It's an epoxy. Yes, yes. So it's going to fill in if you've got, like, tile countertops or whatever you've got it's going to fill in whatever um and epoxy you know the thing that that people like to see is kind of funny if you go to a restaurant and you sit down at what looks like a wood table and then you realize there's like half an inch of like right plastic on top of that that's acrylic if i'm right i think so i think that's acrylic so that's another good thing to uh save a countertop if you wanted to save a countertop put clear acrylic on it and it's but, you know, if, if it's Jeff, he's just building the whole thing again. So. Yeah, he's going to rip it out and do yeah, whatever. It now, me, I'm going to get sticky because I'm right. going to figure that out. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's uh, keep on going. And uh, David's in Clarksdale. He's got a chimney repair. What's going on, David? Um, I have a chimney that, uh, well, down in the fireplace, uh, on the edge of the fireplace, water's coming in, basically. And it looks Ooh. like it's coming through, like, the mortar of the of the chimney, you know, on the outside, the mortar kind of looks, you know, old and it's cracked and things like that. And I have no idea really what needs to be done. I guess it's repointing or, or and I don't know if it's a DIY job or anyway. Let me, uh, I start first with, yeah. we've had a chimney sweep on the show before and I would first uh, ask for an inspection from the chimney sweep or a home inspector and see what's going on there because yeah that's a fire hazard waiting i mean it could be be several things what's the age of the of the chimney david uh 1970s yeah yeah it could be it all mortar is porous and so my guess is that it's a flashing issue Probably. Now, are you using this as a wood-burning fireplace? No, I'm not using it at all. I bought this home about a year and a half ago, and I've never used the chimney. I, I understand, I trust, actually, that the inside of the chimney was inspected before sale. Like, So I gathered that that's okay from the inside, but 
I'm really convinced when you look on the outside of this chimney that water is coming down from the roof, coming down the chimney, and then like invading, the, you know, through the cracks of the bricks. This is what I'm going to consider. Um, depending on what's wrong, if it's a matter of flashing, I'm going to go ahead and flash it. Be and 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 I'll be done with it. I'll spend fifteen hundred dollars and I'm done. But if it's a matter of my brick is deteriorating, my my mortar is is gone. I basically am going to end up rebuilding this chimney. I'm probably going to take the chimney down, uh, roof over, go inside in my firebox and secure my firebox now to where I can burn ventless logs. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to get rid of the fireplace to get rid of the chimney. Um, if, and when it becomes a problem, if I'm not going to burn wood. Yeah. And oh. if you, you know, you want to start with, I really like Jason's suggestion. I would get a chimney sweep out there. Yes. Somebody, a company that's familiar with these types of problems, because it could be a mortar issue. It could be a flashing issue. It could be the it flu. Could, it could yeah. be the chimney cast. It, 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 could, be be it could be a number of things. It's somebody so, that's accustomed to looking at that thing yeah. and seeing those tiny, you know, a mortar crack can be almost impossible to see but it can suck in air like nothing well you know back back in the 70s they they made these chimneys you know 10 foot long right just wide <laughs> mm-hmm. wide wide mm-hmm. and when you go up there and look at it there is a mound of mortar on top of that chimney right mm-hmm. with unit, a probably we'll a call tile it. Uh-huh. flue coming up so, the yeah middle. yeah clay tile and and that get so much abuse uh-huh. and then it starts cracking mm-hmm. and then people go up there with some sort of sealant or tar and right. you know back in the 70s i mean what, what what is that 50 years ago right um that thing has lived a pretty good life it's had a good shelf life you know 50 wow. years once you start having problems with it i'll tell you what i'm concerned about is that if you get up there and try to diy that and you start concealing that water, you're going to have a bigger problem. You're going to have a bigger problem. Again, if it is going to to mean in order to fix it properly, I've got to take it down and redo it, unless I am in love with that chimney, <laughs> and and I'm going to burn wood, and my wife's going to tell me that I'm we're going to have a you're chimney gonna, on the house, uh-huh. I'm taking it down. Yeah. Let me ask you. Let's uh, say this is on a, on a on a much older, very pretty house. Let's say this is a pretty house, and the chimney is part of the aesthetics of a home. Yeah. Can you can you uh, can you fill it. it and then just forget it? Well, you could. There there there's also a product called Siloxane. It is the best water masonry waterproofing um, liquid I have ever seen. Uh, you Do you get, spray that on? You, you put it in a pump-up sprayer, and it is amazing. Do you have to clean your subsurface first? I, I didn't. Now, now, obviously, if there if there's visible algae or you know some sort of vegetation growing on it or what is this voodoo stuff you're talking about? What is it's it? it's it's just a it's, it's a, a waterproofing. Yeah. It does not change oh. the appearance of your masonry at all. Mm-mm. Um, huh. And and that's a DIY. I mean, you can absolutely you could do it DIY. Now, let me tell you something that drives me crazy. 
and I'm getting ready to go through this process right now. I got an insurance claim on my roof, and they're going to redo it in January. And I made sure when we were going through that process that they replaced the flashing. Uh, so they wouldn't if you didn't tell no. them? No. Uh, most of the time, most of the time, and I'm probably going to get a roofer calling in here tell me I'm a big fat liar, but most of the time I see brand new roofs put on shingles and the flashing's crap. Well, they don't change it out. But, but hang on. Hang flashing, on. by the way, folks, are, now, the, are the metal parts. He, the metal parts, he, right. He, here's the reason for that. Did is, is this an insurance claim? Yes. Okay. Did the did the insurance claim cause the failure of the flashing? Chances are no. So the insurance is not is not going to pay for it. Um, the, and I'm the paying. Roofer, I'm paying an the, upgrade. The roofer, to have my flashing redone. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Most homeowners. Don't, don't think about don't that. Don't do that. Yeah. And then they're mad at the roofer because, well, why didn't you change my flashing? Well, it wasn't on the order. It, it, your your insurance company didn't pay for it. We talked to you about it. You didn't want to pay for it. Well, a lot of times um, they don't talk to them about it. That's what well, frustrates they should. Me. That, that's they right. Should they, talk they to should. them about it. So you end up with a fifty year old house with maybe a two year old roof yeah. with fifty year old right. flashing. flashing. Sure. And so my house was built in fifty eight. So I made sure. Because I'm into this, and that's why right. I'm talking to folks about this. I made sure if the insurance isn't going to cover the flashing around my chimney, mm-hmm. which is where and, it's going to yeah, leak. And chances are they're not. I'm paying an upgrade. Right. And it's folks, a couple hundred flashing, bucks. In that, fact, they probably didn't pay for new, new roof boots. Yeah, they did. They did? Okay. I'm getting, I'm getting new boots. I'm getting new uh, vent caps. Yeah, I'm okay. doing the whole thing. Yeah. That's, that's and I actually... Did it, how, much, how much of a cost did adding flashing add to your order? I think it was like, I don't know, $600? Probably. Oh, that's not bad. No. It's worth it. Well, folks, one of the things you might notice, and I've seen this before, and, and uh, what, what you guys, what, what is the flashing made of? It looks like galvanized steel to me. A lot it of is times. sometimes, and then there's copper. Well, I'll say the galvanized steel, if it's if it's twenty years old, it's is guaranteed at this point to be rusting. Oh yeah, you know, uh, galvanized. Uh, that is, if you've ever heard the term galvanized steel, that is a coating, a zinc coating over over the over the metal that can over time be scratched off. And that that that's what that galvanized is. But and someone's going to call and say, no, that's not what it is. But I can tell you that uh, it can rust over time. It will rust over time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, copper, copper, what that just turns green. It'll turn green. I tell you, the biggest problem I see with copper what? is that it's not put on right. They'll use a galvanized nail in that copper. You can't oh. do that. And you can't do that. <laughs> you cannot mix those metals. You do, you can't mix the metals. What happens? So they it, hate it each does other. It does a chemical um, reaction Action. between the two metals, uh-huh. and they'll one of them will eat the other, yeah. basically. Yeah, wow. they start. And then, so what I've seen happen before is that you will have a counterset flashing that's galvanized, and then the homeowner or the architect wants the copper on top. Uh-huh. And you're supposed to put a clear coating uh, material. I don't know. Do, do you know what that's called, Jeff? I, we, 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 we do not mix them. If we're doing copper, we're doing copper You're doing everywhere. all the way. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But I, I, I have I, seen I it mix them. where they will have two different. And then that will they will eat each other up. And you, yep. it's a guaranteed right. roof leak. Wow. 
Okay, that's something new to know. Um, all right, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. Real quick, I want to go to um, want to go to an email. How do you plane an interior hollow wood door, like a closet door? I tried it, and the veneer split due to the planing. Any idea how to properly plane a door like this? Thanks, Chuck. Chuck, I've done this a few times on interior doors. If you take the door off or if you keep the door on, rather than using a planer, uh, for folks that don't know, a, a planer is something that you might kind of uh, uh, scrape shavings of wood uh, a little at a time off. Yeah, I don't it's, think you can plane a hollow door. That's well, going to be a mess. Well, it, and I was gonna it say, does have a rail around it. Yeah, yeah. each of the hollow doors. Inches. Yeah, each of the hollow doors, actually, they are hollow, but they each have a frame that is That's real right. wood on the outside. Well, you could plane that, but you can't plane the outside. Well, I've learned that planing on a hollow door is going to do damage exactly what he's saying every time it's going to split the veneer on the outside the part that looks good like a door so i used if you will use not an orbital but a belt sander yeah boy you will make quick work of uh, a door meaning if if it's not if it's not closing right of course you always want to ask why that door is not closing right you know i'm going to try to move the door versus cut the door okay if i can uh-huh uh, if I can take some long screws and get back into some some packers, back into some framing, I'm right. going to try to move the door. So My, you're going to screw in on the hinge. Yeah, you're going yeah, to take a I'm, longer screw. I'm going to do that. And then if I've got to shim a hinge, I'll do that with with washers and cardboard or whatever I've got to do to shim the hinge out. I'm going to try to move the door. Is going to be my very first attack. My last resort, and this is way down the list, Mm -hmm. um, you know, WXYZ somewhere, is going to be when I'm going to cut the door. Okay. Uh, Because if I can't adjust it, I'm probably going to take the trim off and move my frame. Right. Well, and I've seen this before in my home. If you buy, say, a new door, uh, you know, and all of us end up with a door that doesn't look right. So you go buy a door, and you're going to put this door in. Well... Uh, if you're just buying a door and not the frame, right, you may find that your door frame is not square when you go to well, put the square and, door and in. Exactly. And see, here's the problem with cutting the door. It's like cutting grass. You you didn't you didn't you did you did not solve the problem. Right. <laughs> so and you're going to continue cutting this door. Interesting. So that that's why cutting the door is the very last thing I'm going to do. Okay. There's yeah. no other thing I can do. And if I'm, you know, I let my house built in 58, so I'm rocking and rolling. Right. All right. So I wait. I'll, anyway, I give it about two years, and I'm, I just get sick of it. So I'm okay. Matter of fact, I'm getting ready to do it on my bedroom door. When I take my door off, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it on some horses. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've got it up high enough. Right. And I have I have one of my favorite little uh, tools is this tiny little circular saw. I think it's a four-inch blade. Uh-huh. So Because I don't trust myself with a big one. Yeah. Because I'm not strong enough. I'm going to take some painter's tape. Uh-huh. And I'm going to wrap the bottom of that door several with pa- times. Yes, with painter's with tape. With painter's tape. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to pop my line. About how I'm going to cut it, which, which by, by the way, popular means putting a, a straight line on it so you know where to cut it. Right. Yeah. Yes. And then I'm going to do that very slowly with my circular saw, 
and just take my time with it. And I want to make sure that my blade is good and um, sharp. sharp. Mm -hmm. So as I'm coming off, and I actually just did this. A friend of mine had this table made. It's the coolest table uh, from Old House Depot, from Old Planks, okay? A mm-hmm. dining room table, and then she had these metal stands put on it. Uh-huh. We moved that door so many times. My goodness, we moved that door. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that table. Right. It was heavy. So she wanted, she was like, it's like four inches too long. So we did that. We did the tape. Wow. I got a brand new blade uh-huh. so that I could go. And now let me tell you, those old planks, you got to go slow with those son of a guns because they are oh, hard. hard. No, they're, they're very dense. Woo, they're dense. Now, if you're wondering why she used the tape, that was to keep the underside from of what you're cutting uh, from, shredding. From, from, mm-hmm. yeah, from splintering. From splintering, mm-hmm. yeah. So. so we were able to cut that, which is just like a door, And, and it, worked, it probably worked real good. Oh, huh? it, was, it was phenomenal. And then we took a sander. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what I love about these new sanders. Because I had let her borrow my sander, and she, anyway, she sanded a lot, and it it bit the dust. But it was 25 years old, so we get a new sander, <laughs> and it's a palm sander. Okay, right. it's got a it's got a little thing for the for the sawdust. Yeah. Oh yeah. It sucks all the dust up, and I was like, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My little palm <laughs> now, sander does uh, the dust. While, while we're talking about cutting things, let's say you want to cut a piece of um, cultured marble. Okay. Yeah, let's say that. Right. <laughs> let's, let's just say that for a minute. For some reason, you need to cut that countertop. Oh, my goodness. Right. Okay. Take your circular saw. Put, oh, yeah. Put the blade on backwards. Backwards. Uh-huh. And, and just tape it again. Still still tape it. And uh, it, it, you will find that that will cut very easily as well. By the you way, know, folks, when he says cultured marble, if you don't know what that is, I thought cultured marble was like some fine marble brought in from the... <laughs> what is find brought out in from Kosciuszko? Yeah, right, yeah, it's yeah. the fakey stuff. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's the cheap it's, stuff. It's imported from, from Yazoo City. <laughs> if, you, if you see, if you see uh, say, like a basin in a bathroom where where the sink seems to be molded into the countertop, sure. you're probably working with that sort you're of product. You're probably Culture. working with that synthetic Now, let me tell you marble. something else you can use that trick with on Flipping that blade around, metal. Sure can. Corrugated yep, metal. Because yep, I'm sure building can. metal planters mm-hmm. at my house. And, and let me mention something else. You know, all those leaves that I raked up that have all reappeared. Um, I'm putting those in black plastic bags, and then I'm throwing them behind my shop, and I'm going to let them compost for a couple of years. You talk about growing some pretty flowers. Really? That, Th- throwing them back here so they can start and a they'll, fire. they'll just bake. In, in that nice black plastic <laughs> bag and burn my shop down. Burn my shop down. But in the meantime, I've turned the blade around to cut all my corrugated now, metal. Now, if you put some food scraps in there, now you're really cooking. Well, now the possums are going to have a <laughs> right, little nest right. back there. All right, I want to do one more question before we end this thing. Three years ago, we added a shower and a hot water heater. The hot water heater is in the attic. When the shower is run, the smell from the water is terrible, like rotten eggs or yep, sulfur. Yep. Therefore, we cannot use the shower. What is the problem? Anode. Yep. The the anode in your water heater. It's a screw on the top, mm-hmm. and you can literally unscrew that. We have minerals in our water, 
some places more than others. Mm-hmm. And if that anode is old, it's been eaten up by those minerals, and you go down the hardware store, get you a new one, and put it right back and in And I thought that churn. scared me a little bit, but I did go and look at that, and, and there's all those rods. They're yep. just little That's metal right. rods. Mm-hmm. They're all just it's, sitting it's there. It's almost like um, a ceramic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now turn the water off. Turn the water off. Turn, 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 turn the water off because that tank is pressurized. And flush your tank, too. Or, you need to flush or, that tank. Switch from that tank and get a tankless. Tankless. There's Jeff. <laughs> and he showed up again. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced today by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener was Charles Honorable. And uh, Jermaine Flood is our podcast producer. Uh, Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. We, uh, we all thank you. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Mm-hmm.